This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio. With Christopher Gonzalez and... Megan Barcelia. Today we come to you live from the great outdoors. We are here at La Plaza Park in Cotati, California. And we will be reflecting upon our nine hours of dance this past Sunday. I am wearing a straw cowboy hat and sunglasses. Megan is wearing shorts, a tank top, and also sunglasses. It is a nice day here in Sonoma County as we attempt to connect to Move Radio. Anyhow, this past Sunday, Megan and I had reserved a room at the Sonoma State University Rec Center from the hours of 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. through Sonoma State Line Dance Club. We ended up using almost that entire time for a very long playlist of dance. The idea was to, at various times, maybe we had thought about doing a social, a workshop, uh, just having people from club come out and dance, uh, having us dance everything we know from you know our country bar beginnings to event dances and uh, everything in between. What ended up happening... <clears throat> was we added 200 dances to a playlist on plug.dj slash line dance, I believe is the URL. And 200 does not include all of the ones that uh, we could have, but 200 was the cap, so we just kind of had to pick who was likely to be danced among those 200. From 10 to 11, we set up the room. We did some stretches. As Megan mentions, we ate breakfast. And prepared however we could for nine hours of dance. Once it got to be about 11, since we had originally thought we would be starting at 10, we were like, well, it's 11 now. We really just need to start this thing. Otherwise, we'll find all kinds of other reasons why we... We aren't quite ready to start, and then we just went for it. I do have the playlist here, but before we get into the playlist, uh, what were your thoughts on the lead-up to the May 6th event as we protect the microphone from wind and elements? Well, for the most part, I was actually really excited to see what was in store for us, how long we could actually dance without stopping or even just which dances we got really, really excited about when they came on versus which ones we were like, oh yeah, we kind of like this one. I'll dance it. Um, 
it puts it into a lot of perspective when it's just the two of you and you have 200 songs to choose from. Well, not really choose from since we just put it on shuffle. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really looking forward to what I was going to learn from this experience. All right. <clears throat> Coming out of the gate at 11 o'clock, we had Showstopper, which is one that both of us know. Then we had a couple um, that you got to take an early break for. Yeah. Skinny Love and Wow Tokyo. And I'm glad that Skinny Love came somewhat on the earlier side because, as we mentioned afterward, if it had been at the end, it would have been a shameful display, I am sure. Uh, But since it was so early on, I felt like I could really be true to the dance. It wasn't one of those really high-energy ones that I felt like I needed to pace myself on, as I did for many of the... uh, early ones, just knowing what the day was going to be like. Yeah, Skinny Love I was able to keep clean and pretty controlled. Same for Wow Tokyo. Uh, it was a little... I, I did feel a little self-conscious that you had to sit out of both of those. Like, you were just waiting for me before you could have fun with dances yourself. Um, so I, I, I don't think that I got as much out of that as I would have if um, it had been a little more balanced somewhere else in the playlist. Uh, after that was How I Want Ya. And it was early enough that uh, it didn't... It, it felt pretty low pressure for me. Yeah. Um, and it's usually one that we see later at night um, from JP or Louie. Uh, they know that some of the younger folks know it. So that's when that tends to come out. And then after that uh, was one that I had in the days prior, uh, because we actually did... Uh, try to prepare somewhat in the days leading up to this. Um, this was one that I had gone over just so that I could be sure it made it on the playlist as something that we could actually dance. It was Save the Day. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize you had gone over it because I had not. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't danced that in forever. That tag I knew I was going to miss some part of if I didn't at least look at the sheet and go through it once. And those diagonal turns in the middle section, uh, after you do the rock recover and then cross unwind, there's this long hazy part, and then toward the end you start your rumba box again. I knew that that part would be kind of hazy for me still, um, having not danced it in a very long time. So I looked at that was one of the ones I looked at in the days leading up to the sixth. Uh, after that was Wonderland Waltz pretty low pressure um, not terribly complicated dance and so far we had been kind of lucky in terms of um, nothing too taxing still just kind of like waiting for something to hit um, last word was also very mellow uh, that one gives you very little time as far as counting so you just kind of have to be ready mm-hmm. uh, after that was once upon a December so that was three waltzes in a row. Yeah, three waltzes in a row. Uh, and we had actually just gone over Once Upon a December. The night before. Yeah, the night before. Uh, which was good because, again, like there are the twinkles at the beginning. There's the uh, the bit that takes you, uh, the, the push-off, 
and then the roll that takes you to the back wall, and then there's a bunch of hazy stuff. And then somehow you end up on a sidewall. And that was where um, having the preparation really helped. Like, when you get to that back wall, how many twinkles before you do your hesitation turn? All kinds of questions like that. Uh, that was one that, that we really did need to review, because it doesn't come up that often on playlists. No, it really doesn't. You know, one that we hadn't seen, even at events, with Amy present, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Darren actually choreographed this one with her, uh, Confident. So that one we really hadn't done in a while, and since I knew that was going to be on the playlist, I had gone over that one uh, at some point, just like a wall or so. Um, Whereas I did not. Yeah. Uh, there were many of these that I, I knew I was going to want to look at, because um, I just hadn't done them in a while. And even when I was first learning Confident, that part B section, where you're doing like the arms, and then the hips, and then the turn, and then the walk-walk, kickball change, like... I would get those sections mixed up. Like, do I walk this part? Do I do the hips on this part? Uh, even back when I was learning it. So having having the review helped me from mixing it up this time as well. And there's just so much of that that without review, you know, you're turning around, you're shuffling, you're doing kind of weird ankle things. Like, without practice, it can it can disappear pretty quickly. Yeah, like it did for me. And then we had Baby Likes to Rocket. Like a boogie-woogie-choo-choo train. And I think that one we probably marked. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. I did not really dance that one. Yeah. I'll be honest. Toes. Dancing while intoxicated. These are the kinds of dances that, you know, they're not, they don't, like, overstress your mind or anything. So we were still at that place early on where we were waiting for something that was going to really require our full attention and like toes dancing while intoxicated big life rocket like we've done these at country bars in the last few months so you know that they, they were still there they were easy didn't really have to worry about them let it out was one that i had had to review because i don't dance it that often at events uh, you've definitely done it more than i have in the last several months because I, I did learn it with you at northwest line dance blast last july However, um, after that, I just kind of let it go for a while. And then I would see these videos afterwards from the event. I'm like, wow, there was a time when I knew it like that well? Weird. And then you would go out and do it every time. So uh, I wanted to be prepared for when it came up on the playlist uh, at this event. And there's just... There's, it's, it's funny. There's so much weird kind of tricky stuff in it but it still flows well enough that even going into it kind of hesitant the steps connect and I think that's one of the things that Rachel has a real knack at doing is like making it so that even if you think you're faking it and just filling in those counts with steps that you think kind of work it turns out you're actually doing the steps she choreographed (laughs) you just happen to come up with the same stuff which you know for me was probably muscle memory somewhere deep in there and then also just her own intuitive way of choreographing and then we had a recent learn for both of us after party Mm -hmm. very popular in southern california as well as the davis graduate Uh, i actually taught that at twin oaks last week Mm -hmm. yeah and it was one that uh, i was really more motivated to learn 
uh, and keep after Stagecoach than I had prior to Stagecoach. Just seeing how many times they song switched it and did it to some other song um, besides After Party, I thought, well, this is a useful one to know. I might as well pick it up. <clears throat> then we had Black Ice, and I don't believe you danced that one. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah. So, I tried to follow, and then went, uh, yeah, no, my brain is needing to be reserved for whatever else is in store for me. So I'll just go ahead and sit this one out. Black Ick 3. Which I'm sure that I learned incorrectly at Mavericks however long ago. And uh, I think still needs uh, a tutorial for it. Because um, when I when I was creating the California Line Dance master list however long ago, I went Googling... Because I still believed in like regional variations, things like that. I went looking for a video that reflected what we did at Mavericks because I thought that was the version that we knew, but it turns out it was just wrong. So now I need to relearn it properly so that I can teach it at club because it was requested. <laughs> then we have Kissing Strangers, uh, which I enjoy, and I think you may have danced that one with me. I did. Yep. And then My Kind Night by the Mavericks Girls, which I uh, just discovered is also on Kick It. I, I knew that it was on Copperham because I'd linked from it before. Uh, but having entered it into my Kick It known dances um, just this morning, uh, I, was, I was happily surprised to see that it's on Kick It as well. Then we had another break for you with Smooth Criminal. and Which is certainly on my list to learn. And I'm pretty sure I marked that one. And that's really kind of an indicator as to how careful we were trying to be with our energy. Because if there was any, you know, top 15 or 20 dances where normally I would give it a lot more, like that would definitely be on it. Um, and yet... It was still so early in the day, and we didn't really know what we were in for for later. That I thought, mm, I enjoy this dance, but I don't want it to be like the last one I'm able to do. So, yeah, that one was like, well, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be careful on this one, is there going to be a dance that I go all, all out on? Starts that kind of thought process for the day. That and kissing strangers so close to each other. Then we have A Sweet Sum Sum by Trevor Thornton. We learned that one back at Mavericks. <clears throat> Sinner. Haven't done that one in a little while. And I remember a time when I was pretty much obsessed with it. Um, listening to the song in the car, as well as you know doing the turning claps and the sailors. Um, so that was one that I was glad that we had reviewed relatively recently. We, you reviewed. Well, <laughs> I chose because I did not want to incur a cat, cat's uh, wrath. I chose not to learn anything new or really truly review anything prior to my getting to work with her and go over my competition pieces. Hmm. So I kind of just took a leap of faith with muscle memory and being able to follow you. <laughs> well, that was one where I knew that at the end I would be second-guessing myself as far as which one is the step turn and then which one is the rock recover. Ah. 
And I, that was something I had to actually look at to know which time it was the turn, which time it was the rock recover. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad you did because, like I said, I followed you. After that, we had Italiano, which didn't really require a lot of thought at all because we've done that recently at Sonoma State Line Dance Club, which was a requested learn. And then uh, TNG Hurricane by Sal Gonzalez. I'm not actually sure what the name of it is because on Kick It, it is TNG. On Copper Knob, I believe it is both TNG and Hurricane as separate entries. And the step sheet says TNG Hurricane, so don't really know what to call it. Yeah. But uh, that one, we did that one. And I think we actually did like a little tiny, uh, like one wall review of it within the week prior because I hadn't looked at it in so long, like since the last time we taught it at a club. I, there was one where you said like oh is this the one that starts with the shuffles and I said oh it's the cross unwind and then the shuffles uh, yeah that was the extent of my review <laughs> yeah yeah, and then after that I think you knew it probably about as well as I did there where um, yeah. I was like thinking about it and you were like crossing shuffles and I'm like yes crossing shuffles <laughs> that's that's right um, after that we had one that we hadn't looked at and I don't think we'd even really reviewed it <laughs> so this one was muscle memory for sure sorry Maddie yeah it was a shake that uh, which has lately, in the past year, been bumped from playlists by all of her other hit dances. So I don't think she's too broken up about it. Uh, yeah, that one that one was kind of all over the place uh, when it first came out. So it was it was pretty deep in the muscle memory by by last Sunday. Then we had "Mess Is Mine," which now we finally have on video. Um, outside of competing it at showdown uh, that is our choreography um, entry into phrased from this past uh, USLDCC finals uh, I think we did okay on it I know I went over part what part is that even C, D which one is the one with the uh, the normal counts that's part C I think the eight. Well, there's the A, which is the twenty or the what? That one, I, I, yeah, that one was not going to be a problem. Uh, B actually was okay as well. I thought with you know the two tags. Um, yes, yeah, so it's just C. So yeah, C was the part that I had to look at the step sheet for before the event uh, because I wasn't, I couldn't like quickly picture what it looked like. So I, I did review uh, that before it came up. And I had no idea that you had even put it on the playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I told you that there would be some surprises. <laughs> so I'm glad we got some of those. Shady, I can't tell you the last time I did Shady, and I think I did part of it uh, on, on Sunday. Um, if you did, you did like a half a wall. Yeah, I think it was one that I had to like come into. Oh, it was, we it needed, was, you needed to change the battery on the GoPro. Ah, yeah. Uh, so we definitely were making use of things like partial credit um, for this event. And as long as I did it all the way through the sequence at least once, um, I'd feel okay about having done it, you know? Because really, like, it's just a matter of degree when you think, like, did I do the dance? Well, I did the sequence. I did what's on the step sheet. You know, is, do, you, do you get more credit for doing it once versus eight times over the course of the song or eight times all the way through 
um, for like 24 straight minutes. Like, so anyway, Shady came up. I still knew the steps. I did the steps. Didn't do all the tags because that was, as you mentioned, you know, when maintenance time had to happen. Um, although I could have done it during the next one, which was Champagne Promise, which I think I followed before, but I haven't uh, retained the steps well enough to teach. Like, if, if you asked me to teach it right now, I wouldn't be able to give you a single step. So that was one... Right crossover left. So that was one that you did. Uh, Then there was the Queen, which we had gone over briefly in Ives, because uh, you mentioned that you learned it properly as, like, Mambo... um, Mambo Quarter Mambo Quarter Turn. um, And every time I do that, it feels like a sailor step. So I'm just like, okay, you know what? Sailor step, sailor turn it's just easier for my feet to process it that way. So that was one that we did get to go over um, briefly uh, in Ives, followed by Gimme Gimme, and this one I'm sure I marked. (laughs) Oh, Gimme Gimme? Yeah, that one I definitely marked now that I think about it. It wasn't until, like, the last sequence of... A and B that I actually danced like the dance then we had which we uh, reviewed kind of in Ives prior um, snap your fingers I felt good about it because I had definitely gone over it enough to f- feel like I knew it and this was pretty f- uh, fresh for you as yeah. far as um, having been hit with it right before the event pretty yeah pretty much, much. Yeah. then we had skiffle time and we marked that, definitely. Because why punish ourselves when we have uh, JP to do that for us at any event? Uh, possibly every night of the event. So we know the dance. We did the dance. But uh, we were not in a position to have to go 110%. So we didn't. And we lived to dance another dance. <laughs> Which was, after that was, yeah. Um, a nice, mellow easygoing Michael Barr dance. After that was Action. And that one I probably... Um, I don't... I, let's see. I think I've kind of followed you on the first few walls, but I also had previously looked at it for Stagecoach. Uh, so I did kind of remember some things about it, but you know, I was kind of following your lead also when, when it came time to do it full speed during this event. Uh, then we had Cruisin', which I believe was to the original song. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Cruisin'? You had kind of a laugh there. That was the one where we started in Contra, and then we went into Sweetheart position, and I could not for the life of me figure it out. Oh, yeah. Keeping things interesting. Then we had Slow Burn, and I was able to find the version that John uses on YouTube. Since uh, Plug.DJ functions by pulling videos into a playlist from YouTube, you don't have to worry about having proper licenses or anything like that. You're just playing YouTube videos, and then anyone with the link can watch those at the same time that you're watching them, so it's like you're all there together. Slow Burn is tricky to find the proper version of, and I'm glad that we were able to get that one. After that, we had 
Whip It, which we had done many times at Stagecoach. And I refuse to song switch it for Aces and Eights. I don't think the folks at home can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, it was really, really popular because um, L.A. song switched it for Aces and Eights. But I actually love Whip It to Whip It. And I actually really enjoy Aces and Eights to Dead Man's Hand. So I don't like song switching it um, to at least that particular track yet. So I definitely chose to do Whip It anytime I had the option. After that, we had good old Lonely Drum. Still the top listened episode of Line Dance Podcast at between eight and 900 listens um, for a lo- closer look at Lonely Drum episode. Yeah, I think that one, we both looked at each other and said, let's see how much we can break this dance but still keep it the same dance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely got creative on that one. And then after that, we had Backstreet Attitude. And I, I did a fair bit of playing with this one as well. After that was creeping to the song Truck Yeah as they do it in uh, Sacramento at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. This is the version by Wendy McLean. And I don't think I remembered it perfectly beyond... I think what happened was I did it once kind of like, oh, that was close but not quite it. And then I did it again and I got it. And then every time after that I think I did it wrong. And I couldn't remember how I had done it correctly. (laughs) Uh, it's been a while since I've done that at Stoney's or anywhere else in the wild. Um, in the wild. Yeah, so I, I may have to request it next time I'm at Stoney's. And then there was you know, another throwback country line dance from our Mavericks days. Loving You is Fun. Two wall, travels a lot, but we were at the rec center, Niagara Studio, so we had lots of space. Um. That one, uh, as as I mentioned, I think the day of and confirmed by looking on Kick It today earlier this morning, uh, that one is uh, from Daniel and Jose. Okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. After Loving You Is Fun, we had Do Your Thing. And that one I probably you know, put about as much into as I did with Smooth Criminal, where I wasn't quite marking it because you know, I liked the dance. So I was definitely dancing the dance. But I also wasn't, you know, throwing myself across the room, bouncing off the walls, because I know how much we still had left in the day. Uh, After that was Yes You Won't. So perfect example. (laughs) How are you feeling about uh, Yes You Won't having learned it within the last few months? It's still very tricky in some spots for me. Um, I don't think I've actually danced it enough to have it confidently to be able to do it like by myself without anybody else around me because I know there's still some moments where I, I look over to check to make sure that I'm doing it right and more often than not I'm not. So <laughs> I know I still need to go over that one. But I am glad that I finally have the majority of it in my system um, just because I know how many times I would watch it be done at events and just feel like I was missing out. So. Okie dokie. After that, we had one of my recent favorites, now that I finally actually get it. Uh, The last time we tried to learn this together, we didn't dance it enough at events, and then we both lost it. Uh, But the the song just kept coming back to my car playlist. And now I can say that 
I feel a lot more comfortable with Feed the Fetish. Um, I, that is one of those where I will dance it alone. If nobody else is using the speakers for anything, I can dance that alone and still enjoy it. After that was Titanic, which I definitely needed a review on before the event. And um, the track was actually, for whatever reason, glitching the playlist uh, when I had tried including it before and done like you know a couple of little test runs. It would make the playlist loop that track. It is the uh, I think is the Tony Moran mix of My Heart Will Go On. And uh, yeah, for for whatever reason, that one was causing problems when I had done like a little test of the playlist before. But it seemed like it did okay this time, and during all those looping glitches, I had lots of mental practice of the dance itself. Um, and I think one of the trickiest parts, because I mean, it flows so well after a certain point, one of the trickiest parts for me was just remembering the first eight counts, just knowing that it's another walk-walk triple dance. After that, we had Simon again with Larger Than Life. Yes. I remember going, dang you, Simon. Dang you. And that one... I danced. I I think I danced that one without going, you know, (laughs) full force Stonies or Vegas mode. Um, I got to play with it a little bit here and there. And also in places where I don't normally because I'm usually on the front wall. So um, since it's a two-wall dance, I got to do some things that I normally wouldn't do because I would be throwing off everyone behind me. But since there was no behind, it was fine. And then we had another boy band following Backstreet Boys. We had NSYNC with the song Just Got Paid to which we danced uh, it as Booty Shaken. (coughs) As opposed to TGIF, which is what they do in SoCal to that same track. Although actually they really song changed the heck out of TGIF to the point where I don't know if I've ever seen them do that dance to Just Got Paid. Possibly. I know maybe it becks if, if anywhere because they, they tend to be pretty faithful uh, to that stuff. I was thinking if anything it would have been when Alex and Jackie visited us up here at Trade Winds and they pro- possibly did Booty Shake in here because that's a very big staple here and then they would have split the floor. After that we had Cool Whip and I remember remarking to you how surprising it was that they chose to dance in SoCal aces and eights to the song Whip It instead of Cool Whip to Whip It. You'd think that would make more sense. But whatever. I still dance it. uh, I still dance Cool Whip to Let It Whip. This was one that I had learned after Motor City Dance Classic and saw how much fun people were having with it and uh, knew that it was Judy's. And it was after that event that it became more of a priority for me to learn after midnight and Cool Whip. So I was glad to be able to do that one. And then another classic, Hideaway Cha, which I may have jumped in partway through for, because I think you danced more of that than I did. And I, it would Yeah, it would make sense, because if I was the one dancing Cool Whip, then I could have very is- easily justified tagging out for most of Hideaway Cha as long as I came in enough, uh, close enough to the end. Then we had We Are Tonight. Oh, we had a, a few common of our uh, bar dances here. We Are Tonight, Tailgate, 
I Like It Loud, and Tropicana Parking Lot. Wow. Yeah. And then I think one that really surprised you, uh, Just a Two-Steppin'. And I think, actually, it was during I Like It Loud that Courtney joined us from Line Dance Club. And that's probably how Just a Two-Steppin' came on, was that um, you were doing more of Tropicana Parking Lot, and I was jiggering around the playlist, because... Plug.dj just recently came out with an update to their site so that you can pause dances or pause songs uh, while they're playing. But at the time that this event occurred, I did not see any way to pause the song that was playing. So you could only mess around with the playlist order while whatever was playing was playing. So I took that opportunity to put on the next several. We had Just a Two-Steppin'. Which I, I don't think she actually joined us for. Yes, she did. Did she? Okay, yes, maybe she, she just looked for. at it for a while. And I know I danced that one as well, um, a little bit. And then 50 Ways, which I have uh, fond memories of uh, teaching to her because she liked that song in Ives 35 months and months and months ago. Uh, <clears throat> and then You're Welcome by Tyla Giles, I want to say. Uh, that's one that Club likes they can sing along to it although it was really weird the volume was kind of low and I don't know all the words so this was the first time that it's played with nobody loudly singing along to it I think some of the time I could kind of hear Courtney singing to it but it's not the same without Leah and Steph and Carrie and possibly Brooke or like other folks who know the lyrics and sing loudly to them Uh, then we had Boots which I think was not a request, but just one that I knew that she knew. And then Mr. Put It Down AB, which I hadn't personally done in a while. Uh, but I started that one off with you guys. <clears throat> and then one that I knew I would have her support on um, that I couldn't really get away with playing later in the day if she were to leave, Cannibal Stomp. Uh, that's one that is still requested by people at Line Dance Club. We actually danced it just the other night. And uh, that one I, I, I was uh, happy to have company on. And then another surprise for you was Holler Back. Yeah. yeah. And then we had Got Your Number, 1159, which she danced with, she danced with you on, yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know that one well enough to teach it. <clears throat> yeah, you ended up dancing, like, the last couple walls with us, though. Yeah. Then we have Babylon, Spiderweb. I wonder if she she probably left. She left during Babylon because I remember going. There it is. You know this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, re- repeat that. I said she left during Babylon because I remember thinking you know this one. And uh, it must have been because of that that I just looked at giving you a break since I'm sure that you had danced 11:59 and Holler Back and got your number and Babylon. Uh, I think I probably asked you if you needed a few break songs. So that's when I soloed Spiderweb, which I very much appreciate having all that floor space for in Niagara Studio. That one really travels. Um, I Came to Love You, which I actually hadn't done in a while. And I may have 
accidentally taken some creative liberties with the second half of it uh, in terms of, I think it's supposed to be a rock, but I did this, the step touch on the sides where there isn't really a step touch. You do the step touch on the front and back. But anyway, uh, that song, or that dance, makes me so happy. So I'm glad I got a chance to do that. Then we had Islands in the Stream, which I was sure to go over the previous night because it's a weird, tricky set of counts very counterintuitive stuff that still kind of works and comes back into sync later black coffee which i also needed to go over prior to the event because the steps and the sequences the patterns just kind of juxtapose they don't really do anything expressive of the lyrics so if you get off track you really can't come back so uh, unless you've done it a gajillion times and you know what parts have which things happen during them um so that one i needed the review on and i'm glad that i had it and then there was a surprise for both of us i want to spoon which i thought would make you happy it did it 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 very much did i love that song and i love that dance so much and then another surprise was uh sweet sensation to the original track which you at first weren't able to identify and i wouldn't have either if i hadn't put it on the playlist uh, but then when he said something about meeting a girl named Candy, yeah. I think that's when you got yeah, it. Yeah, that's when my light bulb went, oh, I know this song. To be fair, I wasn't much of an Aaron Carter fan to begin with, so really didn't know any of his songs. But then I just remember this getting song switched forever ago back to the original because you wanted to surprise me um, when we were working at Tradewinds still. So you had Jeff put on the original, so I was like, Yay! After that, we had Too Sexy, Bullfrog, On a Log, and then one that we had recently gone over again. Uh, oh, I mean, practically, not, not fully relearned, but definitely needed to take a new look at. From the Ground Up. We really haven't, I can't think of a time when we've gotten to do this at an event. We haven't yet. Yeah, so we, we've, this is re- one where we really have to intentionally practice it if we're going to keep it at all. Then we had Ain't Nothing Better. Yay! I like that, that one uh, on occasion. Uh, I'm glad that we don't have to like teach it everywhere and, and dance it all the time, but it's a fun little treat. To get to do, uh, especially with both choreographers present. <laughs> then we had faith and desire, yay! yay. Uh, one that I had to go over um, before we danced it, before this event. Keep it grooving. Oh yeah, no, I I totally winged it. Yeah, yeah it's been a while since we've done this one uh, regularly, so that was a good one to get back. Yeah, I think. The last time I danced it was Vegas last year. Then we had the good parts, which I had gone over and still needed a couple walls to fully re-figure out. It's those first few counts. Like, after the rock and back point um, in the second eight, I'm okay. But it's those first weird eight the really quick rock back on the right recover it's like four and five or something like that and that that's that's where i get a little befuddled uh but we we figured that one out eventually after that was one that i think you sat out of but i was very excited to do because 
I was looking at all these different playlists that uh, we we've compiled over you know, the last couple of years, and one dance I hadn't seen in so long, but I really enjoyed doing when I was doing it more often was "Fine by Me" by Fred Whitehouse, and I was happy when that one came on because then I got to do it on the bigger floor, on the smooth floor. And I got to do it all the way through instead of just making sure I knew one wall of each section. After that, we had Geek in the Pink, which I also needed to go over again because that overturned sailor at the end, <clears throat> I had to figure out which wall are you supposed to be facing when you do that and how do you transition into it with the turn over your left shoulder. But that's such a cool song. And uh, and the steps, like the, the weird quick kick on the eight and... It hits so well, and then the sweep that comes right after it, um, like cross and cross and sweep or something like that. Uh, it's the kind of thing where if you haven't done it in a while, it's exciting to get to do it again. Then we had one for you, pull you through, as she smiles, face down on the towel, out in the open on this sunny day. <laughs> I think Megan's enjoying the sunshine. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. After that was Little Red Corvette. And that one also we had to go over prior to this event. Um, because there are some turns in there. And after a point, like once it gets into the last date, it's all fairly straightforward. Uh, and after the first date, uh, like the, the first date are okay. It's the middle section that gets a little wonky. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got to review that one before this. Then we had I'm No Good, which... Uh, was really rough. Yeah. Thankfully, you remembered the pieces I forgot, and I remembered the pieces you didn't have. Yeah, I had gone over this uh, relatively recently, and still, those last eight, with there's like, oh, I know there's a jazz box in here somewhere, and... Hmm, there's a turning shuffle and another turning shuffle. And maybe there's a rock. Oh, but there's going to be another turning shuffle. And yeah, there's there's just all kinds of stuff that go that happens in, in the last uh, several counts. Um, but yeah, once you have it, and it took a while to have it, you know, it kind of makes sense. After I'm no good was clap clap clap, which I thought that you might like, and then. I think you might have needed a break for a while after that. Probably. So that's when we did River of Dreams. When I say we, I say um, that having done it pretty much solo, I think, for all these. Uh, River of Dreams, Zydeco Lady, both of which make me very happy. I just like those songs so much. Uh, And then the dances go well with them. And I have happy memories of them as well. And then Domino... Uh, Rachel's Domino, not the one that we learned at Mavericks however long ago. Uh, New York to L.A., which I hadn't even... The thought of it hadn't crossed my mind in so long uh, that before putting this playlist together, I knew I needed to look at that one again uh, before I could even include it in good conscience. There are some on here like Girls Talk wasn't on this playlist. And that was one that, you know, Harden Up Princess, Woman Up. I, I knew these dances at some time, but I couldn't get them together quickly enough uh, to do them on the playlist. Um, New York to LA, after looking at it and doing it in my head uh, before, the, uh, before this event, I knew that that one would be doable. 
as long as I just remembered a couple of key things. In the same parts that always have messed me up before, um, the transition from the front wall to the back wall in the first one and two, three and four, five, six, seven and eight, one. Yeah, um, between the first and the second eight count, that part gets confused for me with the part in the toward the end in the last eight after you do your hip bumps and then you turn and you do some more hip bumps and then you do like whatever cross side sailor turn step half turn quarter quarter something like that i have gotten those mixed up so many times that i really needed that review before we put it on this playlist i think we did okay did you join me for that as well no oh i guess it was just me and then some surprises to get you back in the game Lay low. Yay! She says yay underneath her arm. Uh, can't walk away. Yay! And Beethoven's Boogie. Yay! <laughs> and then you got to take another break with Summer Wind. Uh, I had to look at that again because it's the one, two, and three. And then a whole bunch of weird hazy stuff. And then there's a sailor step behind um, cross and cross. And then it all comes back together until, again, at the end when it's like walk, walk, slow, step, turn, step, turn, walk, walk. There is some, for as slow as it is, it's like deceptively complex. Because you have the walk, walk, and together, cross, side, and cross, and together. Like, just a, a weird first eight. And uh, I'm glad that I had the review for that because it felt good to do when I was confident in it. Then we had Electric Love and Put It On Me, both of which we've done recently enough. They weren't really too troublesome. Agreed. Swinging R's. I was very impressed that I had that. That one, I did need to look at the counts after the pigeon head um, before this event because I knew that it was different from the pimp walks on the other wall. Um but I wasn't sure how. And it's like this weird, quick, chase-turn-step thing. And then uh, you go into the... I forget what it's called. Savoy, I think? Where it's not a Charleston, it's like a substitution for a Charleston. You kick the left, you kick the right forward, you kick the right back, and then you switch legs and you kick the left back, and then you swing it forward to start the process again. And in the past, I have just done Charlestons, because it's easier and I know those a lot better. Uh, But this time, having had a little bit of time to prep, I really wanted to get those uh, alternative leg swings instead. So that's what we ended up doing uh, for Swinging R's. And actually, I think we danced Swinging R's recently. It was at Showdown. Uh, There's video of Roy, Fiona, and Shane dancing this late night... um, right in front of Jody's camera or phone I guess um, as she was recording and then you see in the background um, uh, Johanna and Megan and myself and they had all kinds of variations on it so that was one that we were very motivated to get back into our systems and uh, I think we did really well after that uh, it looked like you had some energy so I figured I'd keep you on the dance floor Withhold Your Horses, and Syncopated Rhythm. And uh, I know that there were a little, there were a couple little rough parts in both of them. For me, I think it was in the last eight of Hold Your Horses, 
One and two and three and four, five, six, seven, and eight. Last sixteen and hold your horses. <laughs> and in a syncopated rhythm, it's after you do the turning shuffle toward the beginning, and then you have like the heel and touch and heel and slide with a quarter turn to the right. Um, that one I just kinda like kept kicking my legs forward and hoping that I would get back on my counts in time to do the heel jacks. Uh, but after a while, that one that one turned out okay. Then we had one of my favorite songs to dance to. Uh, even though we don't get to do this dance very often, um, it's a fun treat to have dropped in once in a while. It's not one that I like need to demand be on any playlist, but you know, I just really like the song, so it's fun to dance to. Rose Garden, uh, which I actually taught at Snow State Line Dance Club this past Wednesday, and taught at Twin Oaks last week. Then we had a blast from the Mavericks past in Crazy Legs which I'm not even sure we we I, I know I learned it incorrectly back in the day but I don't think I got the ending um, after the hitches I don't think that we did that the way that we've done it before so I think we just kind of invented a new variation that nobody should look at or uh, uh, check the video on uh, but we used the song that is popular, the Davis Graduate, which just made it all come together and feel you know nice and fun. Which was, uh, I think, Rocky Top 1997 is the the remix version of Rocky Top that they use, and it has that bump 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 where they do like the hop 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 to the left uh, at the grad. So I threw that in, and then I mentioned to you like after the fact, oh yeah, that's something they do at the grad. <laughs> Because I think you were a little confused by that. Well, no, I looked at you and went, oh. And you're like, that's a, that's a grad thing. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. After that, we had... Um, when was the last time we did this? Probably Showdown. Maybe before. Razor Sharp. Showdown. Yeah. Uh, and then before that was probably like a Quick Steppers event. Because they, they do that one fairly regularly there. And then, after Razor Sharp... Uh, I think you needed another break, so I put on Whatever Happens so that I could redeem myself. Uh, I thought that one just came on and I just chose to sit it out. Uh, I said at one point I would probably join you. Hmm. And then I just did. Yeah. Um, That one, I I misled us on the restart for um, prior to Showdown and then uh, Betsy... Let us know. <laughs> That's alright. Yeah, so now we know. Uh, after that was Fly Like a Bird, and I enjoy the message of that song, as well as the unusual cross-unwind, crossing-shuffle combinations in uh, in that dance. So that one was a fun, fun little treat. Then we had a couple of Joe dances, Splish Splash, and Dance Ranch Romp. Monday. I've taught that Monday night, right? At club? Yes. Yes, because I think uh, Joe liked that post. That was the night we did a few different classics. We did um, Dance Ranch Romp, Swamp Thing by Max Perry, After Party by Maurice Rowe, and because it was requested, I believe, uh, to be danced, I thought, well, I'll make this fair and teach it to people who don't know it. Country Girl Shake It For Me by Kevin Richards. And he actually commented and said, I love that dance. Yeah, so I'm glad uh, he, he got to see that it's still being done. After Dance Ran Trump, we had Shannon Finnegan's Cowboy Up! Exclamation point. Not to be confused with Cowboy Up! which is done in SoCal. And 
I don't think I messed with this one too much. I think I kept it pretty clean. Uh, but I kept it grounded, now that I think about it. For the kick hitches, I was not bouncing up and down. I tried to keep this one smooth, so it was different from any time that I'd done it prior. It's an interesting, interesting challenge. Uh, after that, I think there were a few in this upcoming portion that I queued up because I wanted to be sure that we got them in, and it seemed like we had the energy still to do them. The Beast. Oh, that's right, because I was like... I'm not actually doing the beast this time. I'm going to do Adam's Ale. And then chase that dollar. Yeah, that one I really danced. And something in the water. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Which neither of us ran around for. I think nope. we kept that pretty, pretty vanilla. Um, and one where you got a break. Pump it. Yeah, I chose to sit that one out. Um, I really liked occasionally what you did with that kick back where you jumped up and you like kind of did a side kick more than a kick back than what you normally do for oh yes pump it yeah the little martial arts bit in there uh also this is interesting i think i'm missing a track on this playlist I don't know if I entered it into Kick It, but I know it's not here looking at it. So we had Pump It, followed by Shotgun Jenny, followed by Funk and Feel It. Yes. Which I think uh, I, I hadn't done long, in long enough that uh, I was definitely messing up the first eight counts. Yeah, last time I danced that was with Reno. Yeah. Uh, and then I believe we did Case for Kicks because the logic was Pump It followed by Shotgun Jenny to the song Shake It, followed by Funk and Feel It to the song Feel It, and then yeah. Feel It Still, which is the song for Chaos for Kicks. But I don't see it on this playlist, so I'll have to make sure that I entered that um, on Dances Danced on Kick It. Uh, then we had... Oh, and also, if I had planned this out further in advance, I would have had Whip It in there, but we had already danced it by that point. Then we had Prairie Strut... Which was a nice little just breather. Uh, followed by a few more classics. Hot Tamales. Jukebox. Wave on Wave. Which I had to get back recently because it's got that tricky little last few counts. Um, Crazy Foot Mambo. Which I had to get back as well because uh, the sequences just kind of follow one another. They don't... I mean, they go with the, the rhythm, but uh, it's hard to know when what happens where since I don't dance that often. And then, strut through my heart and baby DNCE with me to uh, Josh Turner's Why Don't We Just Dance. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy you joined me for whatever you danced. It was baby dance with me. Shall I, shall I share why I got up to that one? Why? Because you're like, wait, how does this go again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I, had a member, mem- temporary memory lapse. I think it was after, and it's the part that unfortunately has confused other people as well. Um, it's after the uh, after you turn to the right, and th- see now it works a it works a lot better with the original song because they talk about Paris. So when you do your side drag, you have sort of a vertical right side, and your left leg is sticking out diagonally down to the left. You then come together and do a bounce, bounce. That's the tower. 
of your Eiffel Tower. And then you point your right toe out to the right and you do touch side, touch forward, touch side, hitch. So those counts together look like an Eiffel Tower. And in the original song, he's talking about go to France with me. So you've got your left side of the tower, your bounce bounce in the middle, so you're going vertically, and then your touch side, touch forward, touch side, giving you additional legs on your tower. And then the hitch takes you to the, you know, backwards motion and that that part is all pretty flowy but anyway i didn't remember it to uh why don't we just dance so i appreciate your help i really really enjoy it to why don't we just dance same after that we had another recent review um which i didn't get immediately until we had gone over it a little bit and it was yes by simon and joe yeah that was another one you're like wait i need your help on this last little bit or first little bit. Yeah. First little bit. It was, a, it was after the kick. I knew there was a kick and then some stuff happened and then there was going to be a sweep and a hitch back on the right. And then that weird take it around to the left and do a kick bit. Like even though we had just reviewed it, I still needed a little bit of refresher on that. Which again is why we work so well together because what I forget you remember and what you forget I remember. And Not by choice. This is by pure coincidence. Then we have a happy dance to follow that one. Um, oh, 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 that happy dance, not uh, Carrie Mouse's happy dance. Uh, that one still makes me happy when I get to dance it. It's just a fun, fun sequence. You got that weird left turn rock recover bit. Um, you have the weave that takes you back to the left side after you do the step right, step left, and then you do a weave to the left. And it's just nice. It's a nice dance, and it, it, it just cheers me up. After that, we had another recent review, which was Never Been to Spain, and I wanted to be sure that we got that one in since we had taken the time to review it. Figured might as well dance the thing. Uh, and then Switchblade USA. Uh, that one we taught to Sonoma State Line Dance Club somewhat recently. So easy, easy fresh in mind thing. And also I think we did it at Twin Oaks the previous week because the dancers who were taking our lessons needed a little bit of a break and so we just kind of did that dance at them while they sat and watched uh after that we had ak freak which i taught earlier this actually not uh, taught but reviewed this week at sonoma state line dance club and taught recently uh one that has a section of counts that tends to trip me up but but we were okay on this time was i wanna and that one, uh, I definitely enlisted your help in after the toe turn coaster step squat up, and then some things happen, and then you turn around and wave your arms back and forth. I knew that something happened in there where I wasn't quite getting there on time. And then at the end, or toward the end, after you do the two sailor steps, and you go around to the right, right behind step turn, and then you turn over your left shoulder, cross right over, step left, left side, rock back on the right... And I think that was the part where um, I was able to help you out a yeah, little bit. The look, look part. Yes. I totally forgot about the look, look. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting dance. Uh, I'm glad that we still get to do it at Boots and Buckles. Uh, that's one that they like there, especially Marcy and uh, Lisa. They play with that one a lot. Um, so we we have opportunities to keep that one fresh. After that, uh, you got a brief break, as I did Bocephus. I had just reviewed that one recently. And I wanted to see if I could uh, retain it at full speed. 
Then we had Lemonade and Made in the Shade. Oh, that's cute. I didn't even notice that. The rhyming. Well, also that if you want to keep it cool, you, you, you make your lemonade in the shade. Like, that way it doesn't overheat and become a weird, hot, gross drink. Uh, so yeah, Lemonade and Made in the Shade. We had reviewed both of those recently. Just like a wall of each. Uh, maybe two. So we, we had those okay. And then Doctor Doctor, which I think you said you didn't really need to do right then. Yeah, because I can do it at club. Or, yeah. Yes, because I can do it at at club or at any of the events that it does get played at. Yeah. Um. So I think I did part of it as well, and yeah, between the two of us, it got done. Um. After that was after midnight, and I had reviewed that recently, which I definitely needed to because. There are counts in there that are just kind of together, and it isn't till like the shuffle, rock and turn, shuffle, rock and turn, getting to the end um, that things just are like, oh yeah, that's how it goes. And then you know you have your walk, walk, touch, touch, walk, walk, touch, touch. Everything after the shuffle and before the sequence that I just mentioned takes some mental fortitude to retain if it's not danced often. So I, I'm glad that I reviewed that one. Then we did Dizzy to a song that I saw them do at Stagecoach, which was Bring Down the House. And it hits really interestingly in several spots, talking about tilt-a-whirl and various other spinning motions. Um, Because it normally would be a phrase dance with tags and restarts and things, uh, it kind of hits unpredictably with Dizzy, and I like that. So I taught it to that... um, Actually, I think I taught it to the original song for Dizzy last week at Twin Oaks, and then I did the song change later when we reviewed it. After that, we did Party Night. Did you join me later on that? I did, because you didn't understand what I was telling you, that Roy does the anime run. Oh, yes. I didn't know what you meant by that, so I'm glad you demonstrated. Uh, Then we had Lipstick Tango, which I hadn't done in a little while, so getting getting at least a wall in on that was, uh, was fun. And then Can't Stop Us. We had done that recently at Stagecoach. That one was very fresh. Uh, oh, and I think it was around this time that I, I started to ask you, of the remaining dances that we hadn't danced yet, what would you want to dance? So we then ended up with Hello Dolly, Pieces, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, and Moves Like Jagger, which you expressed interest in. Electrisk, you weren't sure about, but... Uh, I danced anyways. I danced it with you anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then I did Mars Attack, because I had reviewed it recently, and for whatever reason, this last time that I reviewed it, I thought, hey, this is kind of a cute dance. kind of looking forward to doing this. Uh, in times past, I had, I had looked at how many sequences are just kind of next to each other, and you just do them, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun doing it this time. Also, they like doing this one at Boots and Buckles, so I'm looking forward to the next time I get to do it with them. Last few dances on the playlist were All Shook Up, uh, which I like doing at the Davis Graduate. It's done uh, there as well as at Stoney's. Then Hurts Like a Cha-Cha. And finally, I think we had wanted to be done by 8 o'clock, but due to problems with some songs looping when they should not have been uh, and then having to reset the uh, uh, now playing cue 
we ended up finishing Hurts Like a Cha-Cha at 8 o'clock. So since I still wanted to be sure New Flow got danced, uh, we danced that and then that finished at 8.04 or so. And because I was exposed to New Flow and Pump It at the same time at WWLA a few years ago, they seem to me like siblings almost. Like there's this whole pack of them. There's New Flow, Pump It, Follow Me, and Skiffle Time. And I saw these all for the first time at that event. So it feels wrong, just for whatever reason, um, to do a dance like Pump It and then not do New Flow. Just I do not play favorites. Yeah. Seems, seems odd, you know? So I, I just had to get that one in. So that was the entire playlist of what was actually danced. Uh, there were a few that did not get danced this time through. Uh, some of which we had actually danced somewhat recently. So I, um, I chunked those together. And there are still a few that... Um, that we have not danced at all in the recent past, and those I would like to get to, um, you know, next time we have some open dance time. It looks like the page is not loading. It seems to think that there is no internet connection. Uh, so I guess we'll just have to pull those up at Wi-Fi. some point in the future. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it is showing that I have a Wi-Fi connection, but for whatever reason it says there is no internet connection. So we'll just take a look at those at some, some point later. Uh, what are some of your thoughts, having had this experience, again, as a, a strong gust of wind threatens to blow directly into the microphone? Well, some of them include the idea that next time I'm certainly going to be more prepared. Sorry, as I take a sip of my water. Um, I'm certainly going to be more prepared. Um I don't think it's necessary for us to necessarily dance for nine hours anymore. Um, Because the way I see it is we typically dance a lot anyways. um, When it comes to events. So I know we have the stamina when we want to. Uh, Another learning thing that I had kind of contemplated was the idea that it's really important if you're going to dance a dance to really enjoy the dance. I think there was a lot of these that I've danced over the years that at one point I really enjoyed them or even like had learned them for one reason or another being along the lines of like so that I can help lead them or so I can teach them that I don't necessarily enjoy dancing to the fullest. And I think coming up with that conclusion through these nine hours of playlist um, was very informative. I feel like I definitely learned that I'm much pickier about my dances than I thought I was. As well as there there's a certain thing that happens to me when I'm doing dances all out with high energy versus dances that are these softer, more reflective style dances um, where I dance them emotionally all out. It's a very different reaction for me. 
So I liked, I liked experiencing that at least. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I just had a lot of fun. I liked the few surprises. Um, there's certainly ones that you put on there that I would never have even remotely requested ever, ever again. Like what? <laughs> like any of the bar dances. Like most of those, I, you know, they had their time and their place in my life and I danced the crap out of them for four years and, you know, like every once in a while they're nostalgic when they're done somewhere else. But I feel like we do a lot of them through club and through Stonies and through the grad that I really didn't feel a need or desire to dance them. Um... Yeah, that's kind of where my thought process is at the moment. Okie dokie. Uh, it looks like I was able to pull up the remaining dances on my phone. Or was I able to? <laughs> uh, I am looking through this uh, mobile version of Plug.DJ, and there are just so many interesting things to click on. I see history and um, unable to see where the full playlist is here. So I'll have to take another look at that uh, another time. Anyway, um, I agree it is definitely not necessary to dance for nine hours straight because after a while you're just moving. You're not really dancing. You're just doing the steps to say that you did the steps to that song. And that doesn't feel good. It also really makes you appreciate DJs who know what they're doing and know how to pace the dancers. Uh, it is not as fun as people might think to get all of their requests played all in a row. Uh, if people think that events would be so much better if all of their favorites were done, they should try this. And then they will see how much they will dread doing some of those dances. Because <laughs> you have to have the desire and the energy. There has to be a rise and a fall. There has to be break time so that you can cool off, get water, and then come back full force. But I think there's even more dread when you know that... Like, let's say you do three dances in a row in a ballroom. And now they're about to put on a fourth one. You're like, how many more of these are they going to do? Like, they know that... We've danced this many of them, but surely there will come a break soon. You at least have that hope. When you know that the next nine hours are all you, there is no hope. <laughs> so you really, you start marking the dances in advance. And then you're already going into it, not really going to dance it. So it's a different feeling than in the ballroom where you think, if this is the last one before my break, I'm going to do this one super hardcore. You never get that feeling when they're all your requests. Yeah, I'd also have to say that there's something about when a DJ like JP or Louie is playing and you know that they know that that's a song that you enjoy, you tend to have a different respect for it because it's they chose to play this for you. As opposed to you just put your playlist on shuffle. Um, so it feels more like a treat or a gift when you get ones that you like. 
So I think that has something to do with it too. Yeah, I definitely had a feeling also of like what's next. Now that we danced everything we've pretty much ever wanted to dance in one day in a nice space, like what it, what do you look forward to doing next? Because back at Mavericks, I used to think on Saturday night, like I would go Thursdays and Saturday nights. Uh, Saturday night, I would be looking forward to the next Thursday thinking, oh, it's so long from now that I'll get to do this dance that I enjoy. But that was before I knew that I could just get a space and play these whenever I wanted to. What that does, unfortunately, and this is one of the reasons I didn't typically go on two consecutive nights anywhere, um, what it does is make you makes you not look forward to doing it once you've gotten it out of your system. If you have a really good dance night on Thursday, maybe you'll feel like going on Saturday, maybe not, but you'll probably not feel like going on Friday because why would you? You just did everything you wanted to do. So even though we have the power to just put on a playlist of all our favorite stuff, in a way it kind of behooves us to restrain ourselves from doing things like this too regularly because then we won't have events to look forward to. Like, yeah, I could do syncopated rhythm with just you alone in an undecorated room, but it's so much more fun when it's a surprise and we're among people who are going to play with it at two in the morning. And if I get it out of my system too soon, it'll be that much less fun. So better to not do it and have that whoa do I even remember this dance kind of rediscovery which is kind of fun if everything's too easy then you don't get into that flow state you know with flow state they talk about how your ability level should just barely match or be exceeded by the difficulty level so that you find yourself kind of struggling just a little bit to do whatever the task is, like rock climbing or partner dancing or whatever. And that way you stay fully engaged. If your ability level is too high, you get bored and your mind starts wandering. Like if you do Cupid Shuffle and you don't think of ways to play with it, then you're just moving around you're wondering when it's going to be over and what's going to come up next and what you're going to have dinner uh, for dinner later. Um, and if it's too difficult, you'll get angry and you'll think, I'm not even dancing this. I'm struggling to follow this, but I'm not really dancing this. I shouldn't be on the floor. I can't even play with it because I don't know what wall I'm supposed to go to next. It should be right about in the middle. So in a way, I would almost have to caution people not to get too good or, or too comfortable with every dance because where where's the surprise going to come from if everything feels like Cupid Shuffle? That pretty much hit the nail on the head, I think. Uh, preparation is key if you are going into something like this. Lots of sleep, lots of real food, breaks. I can't say we did all of these, but uh, we did pack a lot of snacks. And snacks are good in lieu of real meal breaks. Uh, we had some of our leftovers from Stagecoach, like... Cliff bars and Rice Krispie treats and trail mix bars and protein bars. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's good. Yeah. And didn't we uh, pack those little to-go egg things? Yeah. So we had some eggs. Yeah, you made eggs. You made eggs in the morning and I got um, orange juice. That was our breakfast. 
Come to think of it, I could actually really go for some eggs right now. I wonder if I should just head to the house after the show and scramble up a few. Uh, we have about 20 more minutes, though, so thinking, uh, thinking further on this, um, it would have been fun to have more company, and we definitely would have been able to switch out more of our numbers if we had had more numbers. Because it felt weird having a dance play with neither of us dancing it. If I did like the first few counts, and then you did some counts as well, but there were chunks of it where no one was dancing it, that's a little awkward. So it would have been nice if we'd had a few more people, if we had treated it kind of like a social, uh, and then had a bunch of people there. There's something to be said about the energy level, too, that more people bring in. Yeah. Yeah, it also feels really weird when the energy is always on. Like, we had a few lower tempo ones, but somehow She Used to Be Mine was mistakenly not on here. And that's one that we had reviewed as well, so I don't know what happened with that. Um, We had Lay Low, Pull You Through, Champagne Promise. Not a ton. Um... I don't think we even did Love Remains because we had done it recently enough as a review that neither of us were like, by the end, like, oh my goodness, we have to do this one. It's been so long. Like, no, we just did it like the day before. I think the tools at our disposal were interesting to have, you know, exploring new, um, a new platform like plug.dj. In theory what we were going to do and what we wanted to try to do um, in theory what we would have done is shared the link so that everybody could listen to what was playing as we were listening to it and then we would have live streamed muted video of what we were dancing because if you live stream the video and the audio through the same thing like Facebook or YouTube you get flagged and then uh, yeah you, you don't get to do that anymore so we were hoping to live stream and then put a link to the music that was playing so other people could dance it virtually with us. But with all the issues that happened with Plug.DJ and how some songs were just looping out of nowhere, I'm glad that we didn't do that because then everybody else who was dancing with us from abroad um, would have had a subpar experience. So it definitely merits further exploration and fine-tuning. Maybe sometime in the future we can do something like we've mentioned. Um, But then again, as we've mentioned as well, we wouldn't be doing it for nine hours. So if we're only paring it down to, say, a solid hour of really heavy-hitting stuff or maybe three or four hours of like moderately danced stuff, well, then it just becomes any three or four-hour social that we could do at Boots and Buckles or Quick Steppers or anywhere else. So it becomes even less of a, a necessity to do it at all. I liked the idea that we were doing something really crazy and weird and I've never seen anything like this done. But then having done it, I can see why it isn't done. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I, I would like actually to be able to do a couple hours of ones that we think people in SoCal or people in Reno would really enjoy and maybe bridge the gap a little bit more in between so there's a little bit more crossover um, between the two areas so that like something like Stagecoach comes around again, more people can bond. I definitely like the idea, say with Vegas coming up this year and everybody showing up to it, 
amazingly, uh, who are going to be there from SoCal. I like the idea that they'll be able to participate more than many of them did last year because they weren't really prepared as far as what they should learn in time for that. However, there's also something to be said for surprises. Like, I wouldn't want to tell them, learn syncopated rhythm and hold your horses and wild, wild west and etc. I don't want to be too explicit with it and then post it up on Facebook where everyone can see it. And then the DJs see that and they're like, well, then it's not a surprise anymore. I'm not going to play these. Like, I, I wouldn't want to like lead people astray. And I also don't want to give people too much of an expectation of fun. Like, if you expect fun, it's a little bit less fun that way. <laughs> so if you, um, if you instead, it's more like, here, learn these seven, and then maybe three of them will get played. But we're going to kind of keep it on the down low. They're just, you know, if they don't get played, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You can always just do them at home, you know, among friends. Um, but don't get too attached to the idea that these will get played. Yeah, I think realistically, I was thinking about like how to help prepare uh, SoCal a little bit more um, and even potentially our friends in Reno um, for possibly joining the Vegas Dance Explosion. I was thinking of doing more of the universal dances, like here's a couple from Joe you should learn, here's a couple from Roy you should learn, here's a couple from so-and-so you should learn, just looking at who's going to be there in general. Um, choreographer wise and like just the knowledge of what generally gets played like for instance they need to know Bon Toon they need to know 50 Ways they you know there's certain dances that almost always get played that I would want them to be able to participate in and I would leave the more surprising less you know common more of the weird ones like say hold your horses as the surprise so that for instance if they see it and they go what is this like well it's this you should learn it because then it i think it comes down to a they get excited about it on their own accord as opposed to just here's homework for you you should know this so those rare unique ones that are more treats to us i think i'd let them kind of just learn by the way we did which is what is this dance and why don't we know it yet mm-hmm. yeah that kind of happened to me with um feed the fetish where like i had several of these on my list from like last year's big bang where you know freak a little more freaks to the floor drive me wild uh cold-blooded from this last windy city uh there were many that were like yeah okay I- i'll learn these at some point but it takes an event where you see people dancing it and getting into it to make you excited about it that makes you learn it. So, like, yeah, I mean, I can have this list just like we could give anyone else some list. They can they can learn Addicted and SXE and Sex Machine and Ice Cream and all the other ones that are still on our list that have been recommended to us. But until we get sold on it by somebody just killing it, like Lisa and Rachel doing anything. Uh, Lisa Yunker and Rachel Trim um, at Motor City. Like, they Red sold... Corvette. Yeah, they sold several for us. Yeah, Little Red Corvette and Faith and Desire. And um, there was a couple others that I was just like, oh my gosh, why don't we know this? I would love to be out there dancing this with them. Yeah, like, I had seen Worth It done before, but it wasn't until I saw Lisa doing it that I thought, 
I got to learn worth it at some point. Uh, Feed the Fetish went way higher to the top of my priority list, even though I know Drive Me Wild gets played more often and more consistently. I had to learn Feed the Fetish because, first of all, the song grew on me, and then seeing people get really into it and really sassy and like, mm. I connect with that. That's uh, Geek in the Pink. Mm. That was one of those when I started seeing people play with it that I was like, oh, oh no, I need to learn this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that there is still that thrill of discovery um, for people coming out of Reno or SoCal to places like Vegas and other events, hopefully, um, that I would I would want them to have still. I don't want them to think they need to learn all seven of these dances and then... If they're not played, then they just wasted their time. Why did they even learn them? They didn't, they didn't even like them. They just were told they were supposed to learn them. Uh, when, you know, they can they can say, okay, I'll, I'll look at them, and then this one really jumps out at me. That one will make them really happy to get to do if it gets played. And there are still, you know, like we said, the ones that they wouldn't have seen coming at all. We didn't know Beethoven's Boogie was coming in Vegas last year. And uh, we've gotten to have a lot of fun with that, um, having no preparation, like Briar. That and do your thing. Yeah. Uh, like there are some that you know could be fun that maybe we'll feel like we missed out on if we if we see it played and we don't get to do it. Like Moni Moni, people have recommended that to us. But um, it's okay, I think, to have that one event as long as it doesn't get crazy. That one event where you could have learned it. You didn't, and then you regret it. You're like, this isn't going to happen again. Like, I will know this by the next event. If you don't feel that sting of regret, then it's less rewarding, I think, when you do get to dance it because, you know, it's more of, it's like with gyrate. You know, um, we've seen that enough times now that it's going to feel really good when we get to do that, having known what it's like to sit out of it because we don't know it. Uh, if we tell somebody from SoCal, learn gyrate, it'll still feel cool when they get to do it in the East Coast somewhere, but they won't have gone through that feeling like we did that makes it feel that much better when you do it. I think there were some dances like that in the past for me, like Poetry in Motion and Have Fun Go Mad, where they kept playing it, <laughs> kept playing at all these events, and then I learned it, and it was tricky. The first time I tried to do Poetry in Motion, we were on our way... Where were we on our way to? I was learning it in the airport, and I didn't get it in time for the event. Um, it was in that airport where you slept on the benches, and there were the red, white, and green lights. Big bang. First Big Bang. Yes. Yeah, it was for the first Big Bang, so two years ago. Yeah, and I, I didn't get it in time because it was tr- it was weird, and I was trying to learn it from the step sheet, and I just didn't didn't quite get it but you know enough of those times add up that you do get it and you keep dancing it to the point where you could do it in your sleep and it feels that much better there are other pretty dances out there that still get played but you know if i'm not sold on them then i can just do them but it won't feel like anything then i'm just moving to music i'd rather dance additional thoughts I liked that we had access to the space that we did. Um, it was a, a huge room, and we were pretty undisturbed the entire time. Um, and yet, there's an energy from something as tiny as Twin Oaks when there are people there that make you know, the experience of doing like Switchblade 
or even dizzy, you know, with, with those folks doing outlaw, uh, with actual people who are excited to be there and, you know, socializing, making new friends. There's something about that, that, um, even though it's, you know, a different qualification or different category, it's kind of on par with doing one of your favorite dances full force on a giant floor undisturbed with no people. So ideally you would have both where you have all these people, they're all excited to be there like at an event with a nice floor and you're hearing a balance of some of your favorite dances while you still have the energy to do them. Decorations I think would have been fun. They weren't really necessary for us. But, you know, it's it's that funny thing of, like, you could make yourself a fancy steak dinner with scalloped potatoes and Instagram-quality presentation, but you don't do it because it's just for you. So, you know, you know, you could just eat SpaghettiOs out of a can. You're still going to feel full. It's kind of nice when, you know, you do have company over and you think, I should decorate, like, at a Quick Steppers event or Boots and Buckles. Because then it's not just for you, you know, in, in your mind you're doing it for the other people, yet you still get to enjoy it. We could have decorated everything and then taken it all down, but it would have just been for us and we would have felt silly. Like, why did we put all this time into it? We could have been stretching or something. Right. Um, but it still would have been nice to have that experience with a little bit more visual immersion. So that's when, you know, having more people would justify for us putting more into it. And I think it would have been more fun for, you know, our random drop-in people as well, like Courtney. They would see that it's not just the rec center on a weekend. It's our event that we're hosting on this one special Sunday. Megan is enjoying the sunshine as the um, allergen-laden air is enjoying the inside of her lungs. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I don't think she's enjoying it back, though. (laughs) Not so much. Yeah. I've been lucky, even though I grew up with asthma, it kind of went away after uh, some number of years, so I haven't really had to deal with that. Uh, We still have about 40 or so uh, tips in Jumpstart Your Thinking, so those will be coming up in hopefully the next few months, (laughs) even though it's supposed to be a 90-day project. um, It's mid-May, getting toward mid-May, first third of May, and uh, we have a ways to go. Uh, what are our upcoming events? Let's see, looking forward, we have some gigs coming up where we're going to be teaching um, blind dance to to the people. And then uh, I don't think we're going to Boots and Brews 3 on the 19th after all. No, because we, we have a different gig with our DJ planned instead. Um, so this weekend I will be DJing in San Rafael at a car show. Since you will be announcing at the horse show. With my announcer voice on full effect. The miniature horse show, my apologies, there is a difference. Um, And then the following weekend, there is a birthday that we were invited to of, it's either Betsy or Betsy's friend, which is one of our avid and excited members who show up to Hot Monk and Twin Oaks almost every Thursday with so much energy and just adore her. Um, then we, like I said, we have that Saturday, um, where we have the gig and then Sunday, this Sunday, there's the wine country line dance social that unfortunately you will be missing. 
I am attempting to uh, make it. It's our last one at uh, WNY Warehouse before they changed to a, a different location. So my last time there was whatever last time I went to the social, which was a couple months ago at this point. Um, and then the 20th, we have Dolly's Ronit Park Social. Um, oh, Friday night, this Friday night, tomorrow night. Um, there, it's the Boots and Buckles Classic Night. So. Which I will also probably be missing because my day starts at oh, 7.30 for first announcements uh, at the horse show. And uh, it's not the hotel is not in the same place as the equestrian center. It's about a 20-minute drive. And there's also breakfast to account for and then eight hours of sleep because it's about a 12 or 13-hour day. So it doesn't look like I'll be making that either. <laughs> I might. It depends on how I feel after I get off work on Friday at 4.30 after working at 9 instead of my normal 10.30. Um, Then the last full weekend in May, I will be at Fresno Dance Classic for my solo line competition, which I'm really, really excited about. To be fair, I was... um, trying to convince myself that I was excited as opposed to nervous until I started my first training last Tuesday with Kat. Um, I definitely am more on the excited side now, so that that I'm looking forward to. Um, then July, or June, I think there was one or two little things that we were planning on attending. I have another horse show the first weekend. Yes. Um, which I think we were planning on trying to meet up with Michael Barr and Michelle Burton and possibly Michelle's mom, Lorraine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because this horse show will be up in Corning instead of Elk Grove, which is much more their neck of the woods. Yeah. so uh, They're up in Chico. So hopefully we'll be able to sit down with Lorraine and talk to her for the podcast. That would be really cool. Um, and then July. July is a busy month for us. First weekend, July 4th weekend, is the IndieX slash Freedom in Line, which... I know I am attending as a competitor to IndieX and a participant to Freedom in Line. So that'll be interesting. The following weekend is uh, Colorado Springs Pikes Peak or Bust. Yeah, Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust. And then after that is uh, Northwest Line Dance Blast in Oregon the third weekend. So somewhere in there between... June and August, we're looking at trying to squeeze in a trip to Reno. We'll see how that works, <laughs> both um, physically and financially, because July is quite going to be quite expensive with hotels and flights. And Although, <coughs> since I have to sleep somewhere anyway, and I'm already going to be paying for hotels for all these trips, there's the possibility of just doing all the trips in July and changing residences. So I would move out of my place in end of June, be homeless for a month, save all that money on rent, get my deposit back from the previous place. I love it. Save all that money on rent, but spend it all on hotels. Exactly. Because like I said, got to sleep somewhere. Uh, And then uh, move in somewhere else in August. That's a possibility. See, your mind gets really creative when you just want to go to all the things. Yeah. And then after that, I think there's just a lot of other things gig-wise and just kind of preparing for more competitions for me as well as upcoming events for you. and The whole saving money for October and November, which is also going to be a mess. Yeah, big, big mess. Big, big, 
big mess. But it's a fun mess, and it's ours. Yes. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yep. All right. Well, we thank you again for tuning in this week with our choppy connection uh, live on Move Radio and our hopefully um, successful recording on just normally running line dance podcast uh, recorded using Mixcraft Acoustica Mixcraft Recording Studio 8. Yes. Uh, if you have any thoughts on which dances should have made the playlist uh, or what you would do in a similar situation, how you've prepared for long stretches of dance, feel free to message us on Facebook or at linedancepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barsulia on Line Dance Podcast, hosted by Move Radio. Until next time, we will see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.